Hey, you guys. So this is going to be part two of my life. Um, I'm going to go backwards a little bit to when I was 12, 13, and 14. And when I said that, um, you know, we had moved and I had moved schools and we started to, or I started to go to parties that, you know, my parents thought were just, um, with friends or whatever. And they were guy girl parties. And, you know, I told you I started having sex and drinking and doing drugs, all smoking weed, um, like all in the 12, 13 and 14, um, more closer to 12 years old. Um, so when I said that my mom worked second shift, um, so it kind of became my responsibility to get my brother up and get him ready for school. And she would go out after work and not want to get up in the morning. And my dad would go out after work and he would come home late and then he would sleep. So, um, anyways, me and my brother were like the best of friends up until like sixth grade when I was 11 years old. Um, and, um, my parents' life was never perfect. We went to church on and off. I told you that they had their issues. Obviously we were kids. We didn't really understand, but, um, and there again, like taking full responsibility, but wanting to tell you when I say I was broken, um, I don't know, there was probably a million reasons and alcohol and drugs didn't like help any of it, but it also didn't help it that I kind of became my brother's mom. I'm four and a half years older than him and I kind of became his mom. So I feel really bad because I started to resent him from 12, 13 and 14. Um, I started to become mean to him. I was mad at him. I had to watch him. I had to cook for him. I had to get him off to school. And I think that that maybe played a role in me being more angry at the world and feeling broken because he looked up to me so much. And so when we moved to Chatech, Sand Creek, um, like uh, my mom had an accident at work at the time when I was 14, I think, 13 or 14. Um, so she ended up actually, by the time I was 15, going to WATC and she went to college. Um, but I had so much resentment towards her. Um, maybe not for feeling like she was there for a good part of my life. Um, when I really needed her. Um, and for me feeling like I had to be my brother's mom. Um, so I started to resent him. I was super mean to him. And I just think it added to me acting out, not an excuse. 
um, not saying my parents didn't try the best that they could and what with what they knew, but um, it just added to everything. Anyways, so I was going to talk to you about um, my car accident. And so when I was 15 and we moved to Chitek, I was in 10th grade and I was 15 years old. And the day it happened, I was actually 15 and a half. But remind you guys that I had just started going to school in Chitek the beginning of 10th grade. So um, I um, had turned 15 shortly before this and um, I had told you I was running away a lot or not coming home, going faraway places or just not coming home. And so the day of my car accident, I was, it happened December 5th. So it was exactly six months from turning 15. And I will tell you what I remember. And then I will tell you, um, as I go on things that I were like, I was told that happened, but so anyways, that morning I went to school, um, and I got to school from the school bus and went out in the parking lot and, um, I was having a cigarette with some people and the principal ended up coming out and he, um, caught me smoking in the school parking lot. So he said he was going to call the cops and I was going to get a fine. And there was a couple of people there. And so I asked one of them, I was like, well, do you just want to skip school today? And he said, yes. So me and this other person, um, got in the vehicle with this guy who had his driver's license and he had somebody who could buy him alcohol. So we ended up going and getting a whole bunch of alcohol and we ended up drinking from whatever time it was, eight o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> and we were drinking like all day, literally all day. And, um, it came to the time to be end of the school and um, I didn't want to get back in the bus to go home. So um, I had said that I just wanted to stay like gone. So we went to a couple people's houses and we were just drinking and playing cards and um, smoking weed and we ended up at this party like later that night and I don't know for sure. I'm assuming it had to be a Friday, but I, maybe not. I don't even know. Um, um, so we ended up drinking like I swore we drank ourselves sober and we we're drinking again. And we were at this party and it was outside of Chatek. And so 
Um, I think my parents had called the cops trying to find me. Um, that was typical. Um, anyways, what I remember is when I say like testimonies, I'm meaning like God was there every single time. And this particular night, um, there was this other guy that I had started working with and I was new to Shatak, remember? Um, so, um, I actually ended up, I was working with him. So I knew him probably the best out of anybody from Shatak. And he had come there and there was another party that everybody was wanting to go to that was closer to Shatak because this is a little bit outside of Shatak where we were. And he told me to get in his car and I got in his car and I freaked out because I knew I should not be in his car. Like when I say, like I said so many times, like I should have listened to myself, but really it was the Holy Spirit. I just didn't grasp that at the time. I knew it was God. I knew it wasn't myself, but I thought it was like God, like, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't completely grasp that it was the Holy Spirit. So I just knew something inside me said like, no, do not get in that car. So I got out of the car and he had ran into town and he had come back and then he was going to go to this party again. And he asked me to get in the car and I just really felt like I shouldn't get in the car, but I got in the car and I like, I got in the car for the second time and felt like I should not be in that car. So I was like, I cannot be in this car. I'm sorry. I got out and stayed at the party I was at. He left um, and he came back another time. And um, I think I don't know. I don't even honestly know what he did. I think he like dropped some people off at this party. And then I think he got some alcohol or something, some more alcohol. And he came back and this was the third time. And he told me to come with him. And so I got in the car the third time and I freaked out again. I was like, I cannot be in your car. I don't know. There's something like, I just cannot, I cannot be in your car. And I told him I couldn't explain it, but I knew I should not be in his car. So I got out for the third time, stayed at this party, and it was getting later and later. This might have been December 4th because my car accident happened, I think, at like midnight on December 5th. Um, so anyways, the third time I got out of the car. The fourth time he came back, I don't even know why he came back so many times. And so I was inside um, this party we were at and I was drinking and I had been drinking all day, like I said. And um, the fourth time he came back. I had went outside and I was talking to him and he told me to get in the car and this time it was different. He wasn't in the driveway. He was actually on the road facing, um, 
to go towards SS. And um, he told me to get in the car and I told him, I was like, I cannot get in your car. And I just, I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew with everything in me, I was not supposed to get in his car. And he said, the cops are coming. He's like, nothing happened. Nothing happened all the other times. So instead of listening to the Holy Spirit, I was like, yeah, nothing happened. All the other three times I got in his car and got back out. So if the cops are coming, you know, I didn't go home from school. I skipped school. I was getting a fine. They were calling my parents. I got caught smoking that day. I was drinking. I better just get in the car. And we were going to go to another party, like closer to Shatak. And so I got in the car and, um, I must've passed out almost immediately. And I remember, um, Okay, so we were coming into Shatek, going from north to south on SS, and we were going to take a left right before Shatek, um, right before you got into the town to go to this other party. And these other two guys that we knew that were in a different car coming up behind us, when we were going to take a left, they were going like 70, 80 miles per hour, I believe. And they were going to try to be funny and pass us on the left side, which we were taking left. So they hit the back and I was in the back seat behind the driver. So they hit and I think the impact of that, I hit um, I don't know if there was not a headrest because I'm pretty sure I hit the guy's head. Um, and I know my teeth like went through my lip and then it spun the car around and it went, it wrapped around a tree on the other side, making me impact towards the window. It was a small escort. And then I hit the side of my face, the left side of my face. And I do like, I don't remember that part. I remember getting in the car and him saying nothing was going to happen because I had already got out multiple times and nothing had happened. Um, and me saying, yeah, you're right. It's totally fine. And me getting in the car. I remember after all of that happening, I remember, well, okay, so I still don't remember, but I know that the three guys in the car with me left, and I know later they had said they thought I was dead, so they totally left me because they could walk to the next party from where we were, so they left me because they thought I was dead. I'm sure they were scared. It's totally fine, um, and... um the two guys that hit me, like we knew them too. And they were going to the same party and they still went to the same party. I'm pretty sure. But, um, everybody left me. They thought I was dead. And these two girls, um, came upon me and they thought maybe the car would start on fire. So they were going to get me out. And they 
said that this guy appeared out of nowhere and said to not move me. And they thought he was a doctor, but they didn't see him drive up. They didn't see where he went. And as soon as they told, as soon as he told them not to move me, he like totally disappeared. And, um, I say that was an angel for sure. Um, because if it was, if it was a doctor, like they thought, like he would have tried to do something, um, and he didn't. So it was an angel. And the whole reason he said not to move me was because, okay, so I will stop for a second. So I remember sirens myself. Like I personally remember like getting in the car and then I remember sirens. And I remember thinking who is hurt, what is wrong and what happened, having no idea it was anything to do with me. And I remember just every time I heard the sirens, I must have been like in and out thinking the same thing. Like who is hurt? What is wrong? And what happened? Not having a clue it was me. And when we got to the hospital, I don't remember like being in the ambulance, but I remember getting to the hospital and... I, like, I still didn't really realize it was me, but I remember I was puking. Mind you, I drank from like 7 8 o'clock that morning all day long and smoked a lot of weed. And I probably didn't eat anything. And I remember the doctor saying she is puking up what looks like coffee grounds, which is not good. And still not even knowing it was me. And, um, that's all I remember, except for like a little bit later on in the hospital. So going back to the girls who had told my parents that a guy showed up saying not to move me and, um, them thinking he was a doctor, but he appeared out of nowhere and he disappeared, um, so, um, I know that it had to be an angel. Um, so then when they called my parents, obviously I do not remember this, but they called my parents and told them I had a couple scratches. There was a lot of fog that night. Um, so they said that I had been in a car accident. I was fine. I had a couple scratches. And they just don't want my parents to like freak out and drive, you know, erratically. And my mom and dad got to the hospital and my mom went in the room that they said I was in and she walked back out and said, that's not my daughter. Um, so what ended up happening was um, my brain was swollen. It was bleeding. They thought I was going to go into a coma and never come out of it. Every bone in my entire face was shattered, but it was in place. So I believe the angel was there saying not to move me so that every bone stayed in place. Um, because otherwise they had said later I was going to have to have like seven or eight surgeries to put all of the bones back in place. Um, so I had bleeding in my brain. My brain was swollen. They said I was going to go into a coma 
and never come out of it. Every bone in my entire face was shattered. Um, and they, um, I ended up being in ICU for three days, a regular room for one day, I think. And then I got to go home. Um, my, I never went into a coma. Um, I had air pockets or pockets, maybe not air pockets. I don't know. Pockets behind my eyes that if they burst, I could go blind. Um, I was, um, I had like tears of blood because there was so much pressure in my brain. Um, all the whites of my eyes ended up turning like it broke every blood vessel. So they ended up turning bright red. Um, so obviously God was there, sent an angel so that the girls did not move me. Thankfully the girls came and they called, I'm assuming they called 911 or somebody did, but, um, so that every bone in my face stayed in place. My parents had to blend up all of my food for six to eight weeks and feed it to me in one of those like big like syringes. Um, I could not chew to make sure the bones stayed in place and started to like heal back together. Um, I had five root canals on the top of my front of my teeth where I think the first impact where I bit through my lip. Um, yeah. So I will post pictures on when I shared on social media, um, on Facebook and Instagram. So you guys can see the car does not look that bad. Um, but you think we were almost out of stop gonna take a left and the other people were going 70, 80, going to pass on the left. Um, so the impact with me hitting the, I think, I think I hit the head of the driver. I don't know where the headrest was. Maybe I hit the headrest, but I'm pretty sure he had, um, I'm pretty sure he had like my teeth prints in the back of his head. I seen him afterwards. So I really don't know. But then when they hit us going 70, 80 miles an hour, it spun the car around and it was a little escort. So it spun it around and we wrapped around a tree on the right side, impacting me to, I think, hit the left side of my face on the window or the side of the car. Um, because it's still numb to this day and I'm 38 years old. And, um, like I said, I was 15 and a half exactly, but there again, um, God knew that I had a purpose in this life. Everybody has a purpose in this life. And, um, you know, like I said, I've known him since I was young and just, um, I don't know. He, he's just always there. And even in the bad times, like a lot of people want to blame him for the bad things happening, but it's not him. He said in the Bible, 
that we will go through trials and we will go through different things. Um, but he will be there. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And he was there every single time. So, um, yeah, I will post pictures on the social media apps. I don't know if they will let them come through. Um, but that is one of my many, many, many amazing testimonies that God has done for me in this life. And he just, he's always there. Even when we don't see him, even when we don't realize it, he is always there. But I knew, I knew not to get in that car. It was the fourth time I got in that car. He told me to get out every single time. And when the guy came back, he said, I've left three times and I've come back and nothing has happened. The cops are coming, get in the car. And so I listened to a person who, and I was like, yeah, you're right. But no, God was right. He was trying to tell me not to get in that car and I knew it. So you should really listen to the Holy Spirit who is like speaking to you. Like, even if you think it's yourself, like, it's really God trying to tell you. So listen. Thank you for listening.